Yeah, so the Louisiana Tech bowling team, um, which, okay, so first off, found out they don't want to be called the Texters. They want to be Bulldogs, which is interesting. Uh, Bulldogs I, I have, have penises. I have some feelings about that. Not all of them do. There are female Bulldogs, believe it Prove or not. It. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so on Friday, uh, which was the only day that I did not, I was not able to attend, the Texters bowled really well. And so the way that the standings work for these tournaments is that on Friday and Saturday, you bowl head to head against other teams. But what really matters for placement on Sunday count. is total pin count. So how many Not pins this. you knock down the whole weekend puts you in the bracket for Sunday. Okay. And so that's, I think one thing we had confused before we weren't sure why they did different things. So on Friday, they bowled Baker matches, which are those weird things that we didn't understand when we talked about it for the first time. Then on Saturday, they bowled traditional, but it's all really just about the pin count to get you placed for Sunday's tournament. So after day one, Tech was four and one overall in their head-to-head games, but they were leading the field with 5,269 pins knocked down. So they averaged 210.8 pins per game on Friday. So that's really, really good. And one thing to note about these tournaments is that they're bowling on like sports shot patterns, which basically means it's made, it's designed to be hard. So like when you and I go bowling at like, you know, the Bolero or what, you know, whatever, it's not a hard oil pattern. It's called a house shot and it's basically designed to help you. <laughs> these patterns are designed to not help you. So, um, so like average, did Daniel share that with you? Yeah. I mean, that hmm. that's, yeah, sports shot is is hard, and Daniel has explained that to me in the past for sure. But um, averaging two eleven on it is very very good. They were up by almost yeah seventy five pins exactly on the next uh, best team. But then Saturday comes around, which <clears throat> I was in the house, so maybe this is my fault. But like always, Tech coming into the weekend, by the way, was ranked number seven in the nation in the coaches poll. All eight of the top eight teams were present at this tournament, and then three of the other four teams there were in the top 15. So uh, pretty much everyone there is a highly ranked team. So it's the best going up against the best, really a, a preview of the national championship pro- tournament probably. But um, Tech really didn't start out too hot. They lost their head-to-head matchup with um, with Sacred Heart, who was one of the teams um, in the top 25 there, but not in the top eight. And right after game one, Nebraska, who was trailing by 75 pins, had already overtaken us for the lead. We beat the number two team in the nation in the second game, bowling a uh, 940 to 925. And uh, I won't go through every single game here, but let me just say that like bowling can be really intense. And I was not really (laughs) anticipating that. Like, so this game specifically, we went in to the bottom, like the 10th frame, the last frame, right? And our bowler waits for their bowler to go their bowler puts up you know a spare and a strike or whatever to win we had to have two strikes in a row to start out with in the 10th frame where we would not have been able to win so the way bowling scoring works right like you you strike in the 10th frame you get two more balls so um our bowler ali lean decker line decker sorry i don't know how to say your name um she goes up bowls a strike other girl goes up and bowls you know a spare so she goes up again, bowls another strike, which pretty much guaranteed us the win. But we needed 27 pins from her to win that game. 
and uh, and she got all 30 of them. So she struck out, got a turkey there in the, the 10th frame. So it could be really intense because, like, we're all Dang. watching. We know what we need. She Dang. goes up, you know. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Like, if are you they, have the opportunity to go, you are should. They, are they handing out whole turkeys? Yes. Um, frozen. Rotisserie like, turkeys. Yeah. No, they're, they're frozen. You got to take them home and cook them yourself. Um, but yeah. in game three, Tech actually bowled their best game of the day, what ended up being the best game of the day, bowled a 10-45 overall, but lost to the number one team in the nation because they bowled slightly better. Was that um, uh, Who's the number one team? Uh, Sam Houston. Uh, yep. So after this game three, Tech had fallen all the way to fourth place in total pinfall. And uh, after game four, a couple other teams had bad games, so Tech was up to third. But then game five happened, and it was it was real, real bad. We bowled an eight twenty five, which you know there's five bowlers going up, and so eight twenty five is an average of not good one sixty five, um, which is probably better than I could do on that shot. But uh, still, you know, really brutal when you came into the day averaging two eleven per bowler. Um, so we, we fell out of the top five down to number six and the way this tournament worked, I know I've been talking for a long time here. Yes. The way this tournament worked is you had to be in the top four to be eligible to win the tournament on Sunday. So on Sunday morning, there was one more game to determine the final placement going into that bracket tech enters in sixth place and really started out and did exactly what they needed to do. They bowled 1056, which was their best game of the traditional game set. But unfortunately, that 1056 was not enough. They missed out on being in the top four just by 32 pins. Uh-huh. So if they had if they had knocked down 32 pins in any other game across, you know, across the whole weekend, right? They would have made it to the top four and been eligible. But the only other thing I'll say is that I finally got to see a best of seven Baker match and I totally understand it now. I don't know if I can explain it, um, but basically, you know, each team has five bowlers and our first bowler bowls the first frame and the sixth frame. And at the end of and then the second bowler bowls second and seventh frame. So you take turns, right? And at the end of that game, whoever wins, you know, wins that game and it's best of seven. So it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Tech beat um they so they were in the sort of fifth place bracket you know the best that they could end up is in fifth place and they won their first match against fdu which is fairly dickinson there were a bunch of weird schools uh there that i've never heard of before but they won that one in seven games and then they beat nc north carolina i guess agriculture and technology and they beat them in I believe five. So yeah, so we ended up finished in uh, fifth place for the weekend again with a, a tournament with all eight of the top teams there. That's not so bad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you any questions or any any thoughts or anything about any of that? Uh, no. Yeah, not not so much a question, but just more. It can't be understated how good the teams in this bracket were. Yeah. It, you hear these team names like fairly dickinson university or, or whatever and it's like who but these are that good was, teams that was one of the weirdest things to me is like the the like distribution of good bowling programs like there's 
like Arkansas State was there, same Houston State, you know, sort of regional teams like like Tech that we've we're all familiar with. Then there's Nebraska and Vanderbilt. They're also really good at bowling. Um, and then there's random teams like Sacred Heart, which I believe is in Pennsylvania, I was told. Um, McKendry, which is in outside of St. Louis in Illinois. And then there's uh, Fairleigh Dickinson, which is in New Jersey. And it's like, why are these so random? It doesn't make any sense. It's not like there's investment in bowling from like, you know, the blue blood programs of NCAA. Like, no, it's kind of all over the place. So it, it was just interesting, but definitely a fun experience. And um, I would highly recommend if you're like remotely interested in bowling, you know, checking it out, especially I found the uh, the Baker match is actually really fun to watch because, you know, like you nobody had time to get into a rhythm. Nobody like like you get two shots per game. And so if you're not on top of it, like if you mess up one frame, you're pretty much messing up your whole team. And that kind of that kind of downed us in some games, but it also helped us a lot. Like one at one point, NCA and T had like two seven ten splits in three frames. And it was like tech was able to win because like you can't pick up a seven ten split in a tournament basically so or really i mean it's really hard to do that right so i anyway, did it in bowling class my senior year did you i did that's impressive <laughs> bowling to my all-time highest score ever of i think 165 <laughs> nice it wasn't but the seven ten split did give me a lot of fist bumps from some uh some fratties well, I, I think um, I speak for everyone listening right now when I say we're proud of you, Matt. Yeah. Also, uh, Daniel Adams joined me on Saturday and he wanted to say that um, anyone who says bowlers. No, are- no, 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 no. This isn't, you- this isn't yours to tell. Look, I he said to share it. I had to. I can, I can go get Microsoft Sam to text to speech and put it <laughs> no, in. I will do I it just, because I, I just had to. to him. OK, I just had to stand there for for like you know, the six hours that we were there watching bowling and that was hard to do. And they were bowling. Uh-huh. They were bowling the whole time. That was crazy. I was just standing there and I was tired. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard to do. So he said, uh, I'll just type them and let someone with more charisma read them. And we all know I'm everyone's favorite podcaster. So, uh, I'll take it from here. Uh, I can't be Daniel though. I can't sprout six inches of height and be awkward and lose 80 pounds, but I'll try my best. Uh, Okay, my thoughts are as follows. Anyone who says bowlers aren't athletes can kick rocks. It takes a huge amount of conditioning and body control to look as solid and balanced as the bowlers did while throwing their shots. It's not easy, which is what Evan was just attesting to, Yeah. Uh, considering he was standing for six hours and was winded somehow uh, while the... Uh, tired at the end of it. While the young women who were bowling for Tech were lolling at him in the corner as they were yeah. bowling their hearts out. Uh, two... I think the bowlers need to add a Nitsi and you gotta love it to their strike cheers, which I think sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so they have a different cheer for every, like, if they get one strike, they say, how about them dogs? And then if they get two strikes, they say, heck yeah, tech yeah. And they have one for all the all the way up to 12 strikes in a row that <laughs> they will say. So 7-10 split should be you gotta love it. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, hopefully it doesn't come down to that, though. I'd like a lot more strikes. Uh, and then lastly, number three, if any of the bowlers are bowling a tournament in the DFW, uh, what? I, I think he had a grammar error here. I just can't read. He's saying he would he would be down to have a doubles partner from the team. Ah, uh, well. yes, yes. Daniel is always bowling. Uh, yeah. When I when I call him uh, every once in a blue moon just to check up on him and talk, he always seems to be bowling. Which I 
that whole bowling subculture in athletics is really fun. It's the only sport you can eat chicken wings and drink beer while doing it. And I have a lot of fun. I ate fried Oreos when I was playing baseball. It didn't help me at all, but you're living a life that even Kings and be my friend. Uh, yeah, I, I had a fried Snickers. I think is actually what it was. And then I tried to run out to the outfield and cramped up immediately. It was a fun day. (laughs) All right, here I go, dad. Oh, yeah, I was like halfway. I didn't even. I don't think I even cleared the infield before I started hobbling. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I played right field at the level at which no one hits the ball to right field. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that's good. But try a uh, fried mayo and uh, dipped in fried coke. Then you're really living like a king. Uh, Don't hurt me with a horrible time. <laughs> even ISIS is quaking. So, uh, bowling is a lot of fun. It's especially fun when the young women representing. The university we all attended are kicking so much ass at it. So way to go. Yeah, for sure. And if this sounds exciting to you, like you want to go watch tech compete in a bowling championship, luckily they'll be back in Dallas, not this coming weekend, but the next yep. so Super Bowl weekend. If you want to spend that Salad. time. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, lady texters w- classic. I believe that one is up at USA bowl, but I could be wrong. Then after that, they'll be in Jonesboro, Arkansas, Nashville, Tennessee, even Harahan for the conference championships because Southland Conference plays their bowling championships in Harahan. But yeah, so plenty of opportunities to watch them throughout the rest of the year. Wait, Texas and Southland for a bowl? Yeah. yeah. There's, only, there's pretty much all the teams I mentioned, like, well, not all of them, but Sam Houston, Tulane, Vandy, they're all in the Southland Bowling Conference because CUSA and SEC don't have bowling. So, huh, interesting. Yeah, so that's the bowling update. 